The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and my esteemed host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is also here today and bring on Kathy in just a moment. You know, but between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We're very passionate about helping you, helping your organization, and we always like to bring new cutting-edge uh, leadership gurus who are on the uh, top of their game. And today we have Dr. Mark Goulston. Mark uh, is a uh, medical doctor. He is a business advisor, a consultant, a trainer, a coach, and he's trained as a clinical psychiatrist. He's honed his skills as an FBI police hostage negotiation trainer who increases people's ability to get through to anyone. So we're going to pick his brain, and we're going to talk about one of his newest books, which is called Just Listen, Discover the Secrets of Getting Through to Absolutely Anyone. I'll give you a little bit of background, and then we'll uh, also go through this a little bit later. But uh, Dr. Goulston's development of those skills started with his education. He has a BA from UC Berkeley, an MD from Boston University, postgraduate uh, work as a residency in psychiatry at UCLA, and he went on to be a professor at UCLA's internationally renowned Neuropsychiatric Institute for more than 20 years and is a fellow of the American Psychiatric Association. This is the highest award that the organization offers. He's also been named one of the top psychiatrist, uh, and again, uh, in 2004 and 2005, and also in 2009, and this is based on Consumers Research Council of America. He's frequently called upon to share his expertise with, with regards to contemporary business, national, and world news by television, radio, and print media, including Wall Street Journal, Harvard Business Review, Fortune, Newsweek, Time, Los Angeles Times, ABC, NBC, uh, CBS, Fox, CNN, BBC, uh, Oprah, and also Today. So you can see he has uh, is very renowned, and, and everybody wants to pick his brain, including us. And Kathy and I, we always want to bring you the best in current leadership topics. That's why we want to bring proven leaders like Dr. Mark Goulston to provide evidence-based best practice to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And let me say a word about my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. Kathy, as you know, because you've been listening to her shows, we're in about fourth year now. She coaches leading executives and entire companies on her proven pro- uh, methodology, happiness equals profit strategies. She's authored multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know, her latest number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. She touches millions of lives as a speaker, TV, radio, and media personality, 
And she has her executive consultancy, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, where she currently offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work, uh, at home, the ABC show, The Morning Blend. She has a brand-new iPhone app called Your Happiness Now, and you can visit her at uh, h2cleadership.com, free downloads and access to your true talents for happiness and job satisfaction. And Kathy and I share a website, Excel, X-C-E-L, institute.com. Uh, Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. It's a pleasure to have Mark Goulston back, and I'm really looking forward to learning more about how we can just listen, engage, and connect, and learn as a result. But before we get started, I'd love our audience to have a bit of a refresher if they don't already know who you are. And let me introduce my co-host, Dr. Raleigh Nadler. He is a master-level certified executive coach, a psychologist, a corporate leadership, and team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and, of course, his development programs. And, you know, Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries, including your organization. You know, his highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs are certainly a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies everywhere. You can visit him at truenorthleadership.com for free emotional intelligence downloads, including his iPhone app, and you can access many more tips and tools to be your best through emotional intelligence. So we're all here, really, and I'm really excited to get started. But before we do, I'd like to remind our audience why we think talking about leadership, uh, leadership development, certainly uh, why we like to um, include emotional intelligence and the science of happiness in our work, and maybe give a few points of information that might be helpful to those who are listening to the, what I call, significant experience gap all of us are in the midst of in today's very busy, chaotic work environment. Well, thanks, Kathy. And then we'll also get uh, Mark to comment on some of these aspects that we see. And the reason that we have our show and the reason why leadership development is so important is today 40% of organizations say they'll be experiencing a significant gap in the number of skilled or trained leaders available for new job opportunities. So there really is a, a brain drain, and we see three reasons for these brain drains. One, America's lost over 8 million jobs because of the Great Recession, so we've lost a lot of brains. Two, we also have a lot of brains that are retiring. The baby boomers uh, are retiring, you know, and over the next 10 years, we're going to have a shortfall of about 10 million workers. And number three, the brains that are remaining basically have been uh, known to have a little less emotional intelligence in the sweet spot for Kathy and I than some of the baby boomers. And the reason is these are the folks in Gen X, Gen Y, the 30s or 40s. For every hour they're in front of a screen, be it their telephone or their computer screen, it's not an hour that they're learning how to influence anyone, like Mark's going to talk about. They are missing some of the cues on, you know, the facial cues, or are they getting across? They're missing some of the cues on how to change their strategies and uh, aren't probably as listening as well. So we'll get Mark to comment on some of these uh, demographics that are happening. 
The other thing that we know and the reason that we talk about leaders so much is that in every organization, the leader is what we would call the emotional thermostat. So they have the most uh, influence over the climate of the team. They're the most contagious. Some of the research shows that they have anywhere from 50 to 70% influence over the climate. Kathy, Mark, and I have probably seen people who have had 90% influence. The leader has 90% influence over the climate. And so the goal is to try to get more people into the top 10%. So all three of us are, are coaches here, and we'll bring on Mark in just a moment. Um, but how do you get more of your people, if you can take a few of these tips that you hear from us today and get more of your people into the top 10%, you will be more profitable, you'll have better retention. And, Kathy, if you want to say a little bit about the, the set point and some of your uh, sweet spot, and then we'll bring Mark on. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we both know, really, and certainly Mark can comment on, is that um, happiness is tied to performance, satisfaction on the job, by more than 93%. And we can help individuals um, learn many different tools and techniques uh, within each and every one of our radio shows to help them develop more emotional, if you will, esteem, more emotional intelligence, higher levels of happiness and optimism go along with that. And when you combine all these wonderful competencies, skills, and talents, you can drive performance into the top 10% of your organization's revenue development. And it's very important that we all understand that part of what you and I are doing at the Excel Institute, which stands for Excellence in Coaching for Executive Leadership, is teaching people how to do just that. And we're doing it with a a great new set of tools, the EQI 2.0. We're doing it with a series of teleseminars, and we're doing it probably with much fewer dollars and much more, um, might I say, um, well, uh, commitment to helping people understand themselves first before they try to help others in the business world. So hopefully today, Mark's conversation with us about just listening will help us drive down, drive in, uh, drive forward the idea that we know that happiness does have a set point. Uh, we know that most individuals would clock their set point at about 50%. That leaves 50% that's open and available for flexing and for increasing. And that would take um, not more than focus and a little bit of emphasis on those things that you know you do really well. And as we go forward in today's show, we'll talk more about um, the set point. We'll talk more about emotional intelligence. We'll talk more about being bold and brave and courageous and hopefully we'll learn a lot from Mark today. So, Mark, welcome to the show. So glad to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Mark, let me just say a couple more words uh, in a, about you and in introduction. One of the things I'm so impressed with is how much uh, writing you've done and how many blogs you, know, you are contributed at Harvard uh, Business Online, blogs for Fast Company, Business Insider, The Huffington Post, Psychology Today. You write a Tribune uh, a syndicated column for the Tribune. You were the subject of a PBS special, Just Listen, with Dr. Mark Goulston. Um, you have a, 
uh, newsletter that I'm sure Kathy and I both get, Usable Insight, that you have some really, really great stuff. And you're also the uh, chairman and co-founder of your consultancy firm, Extraordinary Outcomes. So, Mark, welcome. Glad to be here. And why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe some of the most exciting things you, you know, you've been doing. Then we'll kind of get more into some of, some of your work uh, for your book, Just Listen. You also have a book, uh, Get Out of Your Own Way at Work. Uh, so you're in organizations like Kathy and I are every day. So maybe tell us a little bit about kind of some of the most exciting things you've, you've been doing recently. Well, I think some of the most exciting things is I've been speaking around the world on communication. I spoke in Mumbai, Delhi, and Bangalore uh, a few months ago and a few months before that in London uh, to some multinational companies. And so uh, it's interesting. I think, uh, especially in India, there's really, I think, more of an interest in emotional intelligence than there is in, uh, uh, than there is in the States, and, and they're... Uh, there's a lot of conflict inside a lot of Indian entrepreneurs because there really is a warm spot for tradition, their religion, for family, and yet they are very uh, ambitious and aspire to be successful. And Mark, I think the crossroads of that kind of conflict is right uh, emotional intelligence, kind of understanding themselves better. So they, they were just wonderful audiences. Terrific. Mark, we're going to ask you to hold that thought right there, and we'll be back In just a minute, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. 
Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Mark Wilson. We're just getting started here, and even during the break, Mark, maybe you can share a little bit about uh, some of the overseas things that you're doing and the, and the popularity uh, of your book, Just Listen. And Mark's uh, website, one of the many of them, is markgulston, com, and we'll share some more. So, Mark, maybe share a little bit about about your overseas work, and it also sounds like doing some things around what you're calling sustainable conflict resolution. I, I'd be happy to. And uh, also at my website, which uh, which you mentioned markgulston.com. If you go there, there's a current blog where people can actually read the first chapter of Just Listen uh, for free. There's a uh, You can download a PDF of that. Uh, it's really been very humbling and wonderful, the reception that this book, Just Listen, has had. Uh, as I mentioned during the break, there was really no book tour and no huge marketing push, but it's over two years uh, since it's been published, almost two and a half years, and it reached number one in China, Germany. It's been translated into 14 languages. It reached number one in six Kindle categories. The audiobook beat out Steve Jobs and Blink a couple of weeks ago for about a half a day. Wow! And uh, and I think it's it, I think it's touched a nerve. And so it's all word of mouth. And uh, and I, I think part of what caused <laughs> part of what caused me to write this book. One of the awarenesses I had is that when I listen to people and I listen to people deeply and they're animated, I can feel a certain energy. And then what happens is when I start to talk to them, their energy drops off. So they disengage. And some of what I've found in my research and which will be at the core of my next book, which is how do you positively influence people? How do you persuade people without pushing? That's what the next book is going to be about and come out in the spring next year. And what we've discovered is that when you listen and uh, you rush into solutions or answering questions, the energy in the other person drops off. And then what happens is we often feel anxious and we resort to somewhat of a hard push and we drive them away. And what we're learning is that a lot of people fail to engage the other person. Uh, When you're listening to them, they're engaged because they're talking and if they're talking about something meaningful to them, they're engaged. They're engaged in the conversation, especially if you're listening with undivided attention as opposed to being distracted. And... What we've discovered is that after they stop talking, uh, 
even if they say, what do you think, uh, never answer that question. What you really want to do is get them to go deeper. So when someone says, what do you think, uh, what you really should do is say to them, say more about that. And that that should be something that had an emotional charge on it. Or it could be a word like never, always, awful, if only. And what you'll feel is that their energy will go, uh, uh, they will go deeper and they will be drawn towards you. And, and that's, uh, but most people fail to do that after, mm-hmm. uh, after you have listened to them talk and they ask you a question. Uh, a lot of times you go into the solution. Now that's fine if they're engaged, if you're an engineer exchanging technical information or you're actually exchanging financial data, that's fine. But if you feel that they, they become less animated, you've lost them. And so that was that was part of the that was a long that was one of the longer more more tangential uh, answers I've given. So you probably did a good job of listening. But that's <laughs> I think think what we discovered is that when you listen and then listen more more deeply and earnestly, uh, you you develop momentum from the other person towards you, uh-huh. and then you build on that by being of service to them. I can hear you uh, just as we're as Kathy and I are listening. You know, the person gets drawn in. Uh, there, and it's, it's that energy that you're identifying in just uh, listening. And I love saying something, and I'm sure you've, you've heard and said that uh, Stephen Covey talks about that listening is to the relationship like breath is to the body. So if you just go any any amount of time without really, you know, breathing in or hearing that person, um, say more. Say more. Say more about breath is to the body. <laughs> well, that without the breath, you know, four minutes or so, you're going to have brain damage. Now, it would be interesting to hear from you. What's that analogy? How many minutes can you go where you have damage to the relationship? You know, if, if listening is to the relationship like breath is to the body, you know, how many minutes before someone gets disengaged? Well, a friend of mine, Marty Nemco, he has an NPR uh, radio show uh, up in San Francisco, and I'll be happy to send you uh, a uh, copy of a column that I wrote where he told me, you know, Mark, for a guy who writes books on listening, you need to improve your listening. <laughs> and what well, he, what he had funny one for believe is he said well known. if you're in a regular conversation, if you haven't been invited to kind of give a mini-lecture or presentation, he, I believe he said that in a regular conversation, the other person starts to get a little edgy around 30 to 45 seconds. Uh, and he likens it to uh, being at a stoplight. And what happens is uh, after about 30 seconds, uh, you should be seeing a yellow light from the other person. And uh, after another 30 seconds, you should be seeing a red light. It's funny, Adam. I'm not sure if, if you've ever heard this, Mark or Relly, but I find it very humorous because I'm sure there are sex differences in these perceptions about when one is talking or being listened to or being heard but a funny little joke I like to tell is the reason why women never build up as much gas as their male counterparts is because they don't close their mouth for very long (laughs) that's that's pretty good (laughs) I'm going to share that with my my wife and daughter that's cute but you know I'm curious about the uh, 
this Psychology Today blog you wrote um, about narcissists, one of my favorite topics, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that often uh, very successful leaders um, like Stephen Jobs, like Donald Trump, like Newt Gingrich, uh, many, many of these men who I have also met, Bill O'Reilly, you know, uh, they they do become very successful leaders, and they do have some traits of of narcissism. But um, you know, what is it that makes them so successful? And then, what is it that drags them into this narcissistic temperament that we can now start to architect in this conversation as feeling justified uh, in their in their conversational style? Well, uh, um, I'll send you a separate uh, an, uh, a article that's a uh, an op-ed thing. It's a work in progress. But it, it, it's about, I, I think what we look for in leaders now is having confidence in them has now bypassed trusting them. And so a lot of people trust Obama, but they lack confidence in him. And a number of people that we have had confidence in over the years, it turns out that we really shouldn't trust them in their personal lives, and if it's a Bernie Madoff, it turns out that they were confidence men. (laughs) And I think what engenders confidence, uh, and I think Steve Jobs did this, uh, you know, even, even though he engendered a lot of other things, is a confident leader defines reality. Uh, I got that from uh, our good friend Warren Bennis, and they define reality for their company and and for their market. So Steve Jobs defined reality, saying, you know, a lot of computers out there and a lot of computer geeks who like computers. But if we could make something that doesn't break down, that's simple, that's really neat to look at, instead of something that's gray and steel, <clears throat> uh, I think a much broader audience uh, would like that. Would put a smile on their face, and so they define reality. And then they, uh, then they uh, declare a uh, a mission to fulfill that reality, and so uh, so they define reality, and the, and their mission is we're going to make something that puts a smile on every customer. And if you go to anything attached to uh, Apple products, including the Apple Store, including the uh, iPhone, including their computers. You're going to see a smile of satisfaction and even delight in people who 15 years ago would have just been intimidated or bored by the technology of computers. And the last thing they, a confident leader does is they decide a strategy uh, about how to do that. Uh, so they define reality, declare a mission, and they then decide on a strategy. This kind of, and I think what happens is where so many people are so doubting and self-doubting that when you find someone who's incredibly confident, we are drawn to them. The problem is if they don't have good core values, which is to really uh, serve the mission and the vision, uh, that's where the narcissism can really begin to work against them and work against their customers and their market. And I think what happens... Uh, with some of these, some of the people, uh, and I think you know, Steve Jobs, even Donald Trump, uh, uh, and Newt 
Gingrich and uh, Bill O'Reilly, to their markets, they do seem to sort of serve that up. But I, I think one of the problems that I've discovered in working with some powerful people who may not have uh, the smarts or the confidence to define reality and, and declare that mission, uh, uh, one of them said to me, you know, when you go from being a somebody back to being anybody, it's the same as being nobody. And so I think they get, they get intoxicated mm. by the power, uh, the, uh, the greed, and, um, uh, and I think it works against them. Uh, this is why I'm now focusing mainly on coaching executive women to get to the higher echelons uh, in their companies because I find that women are less frequently seduced uh, by power, uh, power and greed and ego. Uh, men, more often than not, even if they start out somewhat humble, get intoxicated by that other stuff. And women really are, are more dedicated to, to the mission, doing a good job, and then going to their next role, which is uh, another responsibility, maybe taking care of their children, and then another responsibility, taking care of their aging parents. So I, uh, I love working with women who you know, just want to be able to navigate male-dominated organizations and companies, and they're really open to that, whereas men, men are not, I don't find men that open to coaching and soft skills. They'll come to you when they've hit a crisis, and they're worn, they better get their act together, but then after that passes, they retreat into their area of technical competence, and many men actually resent having to learn this soft skill stuff. Well, we're going to be right back, Mark, so don't go away, and I'd love to hear about why it's so hard for men to listen to their wives, or for that matter, managers to truly listen to their employees. So don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Dr. Mark Wilson the uh, author of uh, Just Listen, Discover the Secret of Getting Through to Absolutely Anyone. And in talking about listening, Mark, you know, one of the things, um, and I think you've written about this in some of your, some of your blogs, this was one that you had around um, Valentine's Day, why is it so hard for men to listen to their wives? Kathy shared that before. But I also think we can generalize, why is it so hard for managers to listen to their employees? Well, to take on the first one uh, uh, about why is it hard for men to listen to women is one of the differences between men and women is that women often will uh, speak and then clarify their thinking. So when a woman speaks, it's often uh, after she speaks, she gets clearer in her head about what she really means whereas men will try to get clearer in their head before they speak. Now, the reason for that is that if men don't get clear before they speak, they are likely to say the wrong thing, and there is a primal fear that you say the wrong thing to another man, he will go get a gun and shoot you. It's a primal kind of thing that you don't want to invade their space. Whereas women uh, have not had the fear that if they speak, and um, the other person may feel that their space is being invaded, but most, uh, women don't have that primal fear uh, that something violent is going to happen to them if they speak. Uh, and so the, the thing is, if you're a man, and this may also apply to managers dealing with uh, with subordinates who speak with some emotion, who who need to vent before they can get clear about what's really on their mind, if you can in your mind, see whether it's a, a woman or that subordinate who has an emotional head of steam, that they really need to, to get that off their chest before they can get clear, then, uh, then and you, uh, when you're listening to it, don't take it between the eyes, even though they may be aiming it that way. Imagine it going over their shoulder. And something we said earlier in the interview is after they vent, 
pick up something that has a head of steam on it, a uh, an emotional word, and say, say more about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and if you use the word frustration or uh, upset, whatever, say say more about what the frustration is. And so, what happens is if you can imagine what they're saying going over your shoulder, and instead of avoiding them or shutting down, you actually lean into their conversation, what they're saying, and have the, and ask them to actually say more and vent more. What you'll watch is they will relax. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think for women, when they see a man kind of crossing his arms and his, one hand is under his chin, going a ha a what he's trying to do is protect himself from feeling overwhelmed by or the emotional verbiage. And so if you can see the man as not shutting down or avoiding you, but trying to get centered and trying to make sense, because that's what many men's or analytical men's strong suits are, you know, then you don't have to take it so personally. You don't have to say, boy, you're clueless, you're tuning me out, you're shutting me down. Something that I find fascinating, I have a couple, uh, a friend, a couple of friends of mine who are partners, business partners, and the woman for years has been saying to her husband, you don't listen to me. And he said, well, I listen, I listen, and then I give you an answer, I give you a solution, and, you know, what's wrong with that? And, and what, she, what she realized is listening doesn't compute to a lot of men. When you say you need to listen better, men don't understand that. And really, uh, what they uh, can you hear me, really? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And really, what, what she said to her husband is uh, to focus on what I say because she realized he was very good on f- focusing. Focus on what I say the way you focus on a potential client. And so now, when she talks and she's somewhat intense, he'll say, "Say more about that." Well, well what are you trying to do? How come? And, and it's interesting because give a word like you got to listen better or communicate better to men, their eyes, you know, they don't know what you're talking about. But men know how to focus. Hey, Mark, we're going to have you continue in a moment. We're just going to come right back. And this is Leadership Development News. To business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint by the numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. So, thank you for tuning in to Tune Up Your Leadership. We're here with Mark Goulston. We're talking about just listen. And, Mark, before we went to break, uh, we were talking about some of the ways in which employees and women, managers, tend to listen or want to be listened to. Can you talk a little bit more about this sustainable conflict and some of the ideas you have around uh, resolution for conflict, and how do we go about doing that? Well, I got uh, one of the... Uh... Other focuses uh, I seem to be drawn into with rapidly growing companies, especially, is uh, there's conflict when comp- when companies start hitting a speed bump or obstacles. Uh, oh, the eyes of the world are on them, and they miss their earnings. Often internally, there's all kinds of conflict and finger pointing and blaming. And one of the things that I've discovered is that CEOs, most CEOs who are busy. Uh, defining reality, declaring a mission, and deciding strategy, they hate conflict between people. And, and when I've tried to actually coach them, they haven't wanted to learn because they're busy on those, on those other three focuses. And so I got into sustainable conflict resolution, uh, and what that, uh, deals with is I will be brought in to resolve a conflict between people, but then, uh, I, uh, I segue to teaching them how to resolve conflicts in a way in which they'll want to because we'll often talk about their resolving conflicts with their teenagers, with uh, people outside, so they become really interested in how to resolve conflict with anyone. And so uh, it becomes sustainable after 
uh, I am sort of drop shipped into the uh, main conflict and and then teaching them. And then one of the other things uh, that makes conflict sustainable is actually turning the other person who you didn't like or even hated into an ally and collaborating. And what's interesting is I think when you can actually understand the other person, you become less angry. So in one of my uh, recent columns uh, that was focused on women executives, uh, if women knew that a lot of these men that banter and waste time and waste company time and, and take up doing mentioning inane and silly jokes at the beginning of a meeting, if what women could realize is that a lot of men do that uh, for a few reasons. They do that because uh, uh, the men are often bad at conflict resolution, so often they'll tease someone as a way of getting a point across. So when, you, when a man says to another man, hey, look who's on time for change, they're actually trying to resolve something in a way uh, that's, that's more humorous than something that's going to escalate. Also, one of the things that women don't appreciate is men are getting a readout on who is the most tightly wound in the room because there is a fear that uh, at any given moment uh, someone could go over the edge, go back to their cubicle, cubicle, come back and shoot everyone. I mean, there's this primal instinct, and so often that banter is a way of, of figuring out uh, who is, uh, is there anyone that could go off the deep end? And then finally, that banter is a way of, of get, letting off tension because a lot of men carry inside them the fear uh, that they don't trust anyone, uh, that even their friends are trying to uh, beat them, uh, pass them by. Uh, and men also resort to a number of things to deal with tension that they're kind of ashamed of, that they wouldn't want to share in front of uh, their peers, their wives, their mothers. And so often this banter that men are doing is a way of, of releasing tension. And I'm sharing that because if you share that with a, uh, women, uh, you, you may not uh, like the fact that a lot of men waste time, but you'll be less angry at them because you understand that. Just as if I, when I share with men, this is what's going on in, with women, is they're not trying to rain on your parade. A lot of women are duty-bound to multiple uh, roles and responsibilities. And so when a woman comes into a meeting and it doesn't really get started for 10 minutes because of all the banter, she could have made a call about her children. She could have made a call about her aging parents. And often when she's there not smiling uh, and they think that she's judging them or the B word, uh, if really what's going on is she's thinking, I have better things to do with my time because I have all these roles that I'm responsible to. If she could say that, and if men understood that, I think men would take it less personally and think that she's judging them. What she's, what she's really thinking is, I've got other things I could be doing now. You know, Mark, one of the things that you have talked about is a power thank you or a power apology um, given the situations you've just described, how are they different than just a thank you or an apology, and how how could they be useful in this context? Um, good points to bring up. Well, a power thank you has three parts, and I think it's a main chapter, actually, in Just Listen. Power thank you has three parts, which is 
You thank someone specifically what they did. You acknowledge the effort it took for them to do it. And the third part is what it personally meant to you. And the third part, if you're really meaning it, uh, 50% of the time you should tear up because you're feeling grateful. So to give, I don't know that I'll tear up, but let me give uh, Relly and you a power thank you. Uh, first of all, you, you've had me back for a second time. But that means I didn't wear out my welcome. Uh, secondly, you know, you, you are here to be of service to your listeners. And you're entrusting, uh, you're entrusting your listeners who you want to give value to, to me. Uh, also, uh, you know, for an expert on listening, I have talked nonstop, and I just hope what I've said has some interest and relevance to your listeners, and so you've been very patient with me. And what that means to me is, you know, you, you know, you, I'm a, uh, I'm a shrink by training. I mean, I'm a psychiatrist. I mean, you and Relly, I mean, you, you've been in the business world a lot longer than me, and, and the fact that you uh, see that I have some value in the business world, uh, enough to continue to bring me on, that means a lot to me. Uh, because there are times when I'll have doubts about, you know, what am I doing out in the business world? I was trained as a psychiatrist. And so that means a lot to me. Um, well, that's good, that's good Mark. Especially I, I want to emphasize if the idea of, of talking about the effort that the person took, because I think a lot of times if we give a thank you, which we don't always do, um, we don't, get specific about what it was in particular that their effort was and what they actually actually did, you know, that people are, feel good about. Absolutely. And the power of apology, by the way, is even more powerful. And that, that has three parts, too. You, um, you, you say to someone um, what, you, what you did wrong or failed to do. The second thing is uh, you tell them what it, did to them mm. uh, that uh, you, for instance, um, you know, not following through on something for someone, uh, and it created a big, uh, a lot of chaos in your department. Um, what that did to that other person is it created stress. Uh, it uh, their reputation took a hit because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Um, and then, uh, then the third thing is what you're going to, is saying you were wrong and what you're going to do to correct it so it never happens again. And I think that's the most powerful apology. Say more about the that. The solution that's provided at the end of the apology. Right. And I think what happens, and just going back to what we said earlier, uh, Mark and Kathy, you know, with managers trying to give the answer and, and be right, it's really uh, challenging when they don't hear somebody else say, here's what I did wrong, and here's how I'll correct it. Because I think we got many managers then who are, who are constantly ha- having, looking around and, and trying to be responsible for people not making mistakes, you know, which then they end, end up stepping on toes, they overmanage, you know, where if they can say, oh, my people know what they're doing, and they're responsible, and if they make a mistake, I know they're going to correct it. So I can take my eye off that and look elsewhere. 
I have to say something funny here because I think some of those people never grew up after being teenagers because one of the things that parents tell me that make them crazy about teenagers is that if you say if a teenager is pushing, I want to do this, please let me do this and I'll take responsibility, you know, for it. Just let me do it, mom. Just let me do it, dad. And if you say to your teenager, well, do you know that taking responsibility means that if it doesn't go well, that you're going to apologize, pay the consequences completely, and never do it again? Did you know that taking responsibility means that? And often what a teenager will look at you and say, well, well I didn't agree to that. <laughs> and if you say to the teenager, well, what did you agree to doing? Uh, the teenager will say, well, if it doesn't go right, I'll just, uh, I'm willing to say I'm sorry. Right. And not not do anything necessary. That's right. No, yeah, that's the difference between being accountable, right? right. You know, Absolutely. one of the things, Mark, and I wanted to see if there's anything more about the sustainable uh, conflict, you know, because it does sound like that's a focus for you, and especially if you're doing some overseas things, you know, how are you using some of that, you know, with maybe different cultural issues, which I think would be really, really challenging? Well, I, I think... Um, um, there's uh, uh, this is slightly one of the ways to avoid conflict. I mean, one of the best things to do is to hope for the best, but always plan for the worst, so that you're not cornered. And there was something uh, uh, that's also in the Just Listen book that I call, um, I think it's called preemptive humility. Hmm. And this is this is cross cultural communication made simple. Mm-hmm. What it looks like is if I'm dealing with another culture, if I'm dealing with another generation, if I'm dealing with a, another gender, um, uh, that uh, if I'm entering into some sort of a business relationship with them, what I can do at the start, uh, and it won't be the first thing out of my mouth, but it'll be in the first conversation, I'll say, you know, if this goes well, we're going to be entering into kind of a business relationship uh, and I know that there are some things that my generation, my culture, my gender do or fail to do that really rub you the wrong way, people from your generation, your culture, and your, your gender. And if you can tell me what those are, hmm. I will be happy to not do them. And if you can tell me the positive things that I should always do, I'll be happy to do those. Because one of the last things I would want to do is to say something offensive to you and your people. And then when I leave, you have to explain to the, your people about how you brought in such a, you know, such a klutz like me into this. So if you could point that out to me, I'm going to do my best not to do it. That is so powerful because almost nobody thinks proactively uh, about the, the relationship. Well, that's that's great because that is exactly some of the feedback and information we want to pass on to our, our listeners is how do they talk about the process, not only the content. So, Mark, thank you so much. This hour went by way faster than uh, we wanted, so maybe we'll have to have you uh, back again. And the best website is markwilson.com. Right, and that's G-O-U-L-S-T-O-N.com. Wish it was easier to spell, but here you go. There you go, and and I want to encourage our audience. Your usable insight. You're you're a prolific uh, writer and always very very uh, interesting and, and useful um, tips. So they should sign up for your newsletter. And I, th- people can uh, 
check out your uh, new blog today, your new Tribune article? Uh, yes. Um, well, it, it, well, it was yesterday. It's in the Sunday LA Times and other Tribune papers around the country. Uh, but I also have it, uh, a PDF of it on my blog uh, at the markgolston.com, and, and that's really how to avoid being thrown under the bus. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. This has been Leadership Development News. Um, tune in again to tune up your uh, leadership, and we'll sign it off for now. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.